Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Fridays gonna have you listening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn. Season three, episode ten. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels, singer, actor, writer, podcaster, and all-around movie lover. And it's Tajiana here, also actress, filmmaker, and teaching artist from the Bay Area, lover of Black stories, Black narratives, Black everything. Welcome or welcome back, y'all. Welcome, everyone. This week is going to be so fun. Very lighthearted, very fun and easy. We're talking yes. about child actors. Oh, yeah. So fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so child actors, um, personally, on a much more somber note, they have a history that can be somewhat either tumultuous in their personal lives, even though they can still deliver on screen with entertaining or breathtaking performances in their precocious little bodies. So some go on to do amazing work and we get to see them grow up on screen, which is so fun. I, of course, had personal experience on TV as a kid on shows like Barney, Charlie Church Mouse, everyone's favorite Christian variety show, Daystar Kids. You have the woes of work permit studying for class online while you study for your lines at the same time. It's all about multitasking. And of course, I feel like Everyone is being a child actor right now if you are in school because you are also learning everything online, as it were, because of COVID. So there you go. Um, But this week is going to be really fun because we're going to discuss child actors with an actor, a very special guest accompanying us. So it's going to be really nice. Born and raised in Orange County, California, Amanda has been creating art since she could remember, ever since she could remember So with a love for acting, singing, and writing, she hopes to create content that reflects the world around her and pave the way for other Latinx women. Amanda loves movies. So cool. So beautiful. She loves movies, and she's so excited to be talking about them with us. Please welcome Amanda Dayhoff. Yay! Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being on here. Wonderful, wonderful talent, wonderful singer and actress. Very, very glad to have you on here. Oh, my gosh. Super sweet. Just all around awesome person and excited to have you have you on in the chat about child actors. Very well, exciting. That means a lot coming from both of you talented women. So I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. 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 They got all uncomfortable. If you couldn't see them, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> can't take a compliment western culture thank you so much i appreciate it like why are you talking like that i appreciate you appreciate the kind words yeah this will be fun um okay so let's dive into our movies first up i'm gonna talk about all together now and this came out in 2020 directed by brett haley and it's a netflix original and this movie stars moana wow Enough said. I feel like that's going to make anybody want to watch it. Uh, <laughs> Louis Carvalho. I mean, Moana. It's awesome. So this movie, it's deceptively heartbreaking, though. It's based on the novel Sort of Like a Rockstar by Quick. That's the author's name, Quick. And it also stars Fred Armisen from SNL, Carol Burnett, you know, comedic legend there is also in this film. Amber Appleton is a high school student living in Portland, Oregon with her mother, Becky. 
And so the two are temporarily homeless after Becky leaves her abusive boyfriend, Oliver, and they sleep on the school bus that Becky drives. So wild. So she also works several jobs. She teaches in English as a second language class, and she's working in an old an old folks home where she's bonded with Joan, who's a resident there that's played by Carol Burnett. She plans an annual school variety show and the proceeds are going to various charitable causes. So Amber's invited to audition for the drama program. She gets this really important email for Carnegie Mellon university and it was her deceased father's alma mater. So, of course, she really wants to go. The money that they had saved, excuse me, to rent an apartment, they actually used for her plane ticket to get there. So when that happens, everything kind of, like, falls apart. Her mom's employers find out that she's been living on the bus, and they fire her. And so she decides to move back in with her abusive boyfriend and things like that. So just about the twists and turns, and there's a lot of sad moments. I'm not going to ruin it for you or give certain plot twists away. You have to check it out. But it came out on August 28th of this year and it received a 64 out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. So mixed reviews. Um, but I thought it was really a, a really great tender film and the music is really good. Of course, you know, you got the Disney princess in there singing. So I thought it was really special and it was nice to see her like do a movie that's still for youth but not under that Disney shadow to where it's more of a more mature role. So I was interested in seeing her act in that. So that was really good to me. So I think you guys should check that out for my next movie. I'm going to talk about, this is a really dope drama. I just saw it's called charm city Kings and it came out this year directed by angel Manuel Soto and it's an HBO and HBO max original. So if you have HBO or HBO max, the app, Please check this out. It's a great drama. The screenplay is by Sherman Payne and the stories by Kirk Sullivan, Chris Boyd, and Barry Jenkins. Shout out Moonlight. We literally just talked about Barry Jenkins last week. We literally just talked about Barry. We love Barry. So good. So, so good. Oh, my gosh. Um, So this is a film adaptation of the documentary called 12 O'Clock Boys um, by... Uh, Lotfi Nathan. I hope I'm saying his name right. So this movie is very endearing at first, but the drama definitely stacks up and develops and it gets quite sad. I'm just going to say that without giving too much of the plot away. You have 14 year old mouse played by Jahi Winston, who lives in Baltimore, Maryland with her single mother, Terry played by Tayona Parrish. So talented and younger sister Shay played by Milan Ray. So mouse is interested in motorbikes, and it's a big part of the culture in Baltimore, but his mother disapproves because his older brother Stroh died in a biking accident at 17. So she wants him to apply himself, stay on a good course, become a veterinarian and not get caught up in the street life. So once a week during the summer, they have this event called the ride where people bring out their motorbikes. They do stunts in the street. And of course his mother's like, you cannot go. She forbids him from attending. He sneaks out anyway with his friends, Lamont and swear to God who are played by Donnell Hansley and Kezi Curtis. And so the trio of friends, Mouse, Lamont, and Swear to God, really mirror the three friends in Lena Waithe's The Shy show on Showtime. I thought that was interesting. Mouse 
gets his own four-wheel motorbike that's kind of broken down, you know, and uh, anywho, he gets caught by police when he's driving at home. And uh, he's picked up by police detective Rivers, played by William Catlett. William's an excellent actor. And he's known Mouse since he was a very young age and through a police outreach program with his school. Of course, Mouse meets a new girl down the street. You know, he's young. Those hormones are raging. Nikki, played by Chandler DuPont, who's interested in photography. And she is a new transplant from Oakland, California. (laughs) Taji, that's you. (laughs) And things like that. So, um, you know, he witnesses the biker gang midnight click at the ride. um, And one of the bikers is a local legend named Blacks, played by Meek Mill, who was recently out of prison and he is on parole so um mouse uh actually asks black and black says yes if he provides mouse lamont and swear to god with the opportunity to you know design their own bikes made of scraps out of his garage out of his shop so um he starts doing that and he starts ditching his job though at the local animal hospital to spend more time at the auto shop so their relationship is so strong it's palpable and the youth in this film did an amazing job carrying heavy content and a storyline that obviously it's been done before we've seen it before with the street life but it's done in a new way and this film had its world premiere at sundance january 27th of this year it was released on october 8th it got 80 percent of rotten tomatoes so most people actually liked it google reviews it was it fared well so it did fairly well so really great movie check that out for my last film i'm going to talk about this is really really good it's very funny. It's a little more lighthearted. It's called Unpregnant, and it came out this year, directed by Rachel Lee Goldenberg. It's also an HBO, HBO Max original. So you have a pregnant teen named Veronica Clark, played by Haley Lee Richardson from the movie The Edge of Seventeen with Haley Steinfeld, and her former best friend Bailey Butler, played by Barbie uh, Ferreira from Euphoria. Yes, Euphoria. Okay. And they embark on a road trip from Missouri to New Mexico. Veronica takes a pregnancy test at school, and she's interrupted by her former friend, Bailey, who sees that the test is positive. Um, Bailey assumes Veronica will be keeping um, the baby, of course. She disposes of the evidence and offers to give Veronica a ride um, to the clinic if she should need one. So, you know, Veronica of course, decides to not keep the baby. She's going to have an abortion and she's upset that it's forbidden in Missouri without parental consent. So she makes a plan to get to Albuquerque, New Mexico, where the closest closest clinic is, but she doesn't have funds to make it all the way. And um, her boyfriend, Kevin, finds out and is shocked that she wants to do this. And, um, you know, he's proposing to her. He's like, marry me. Let's run away together. She's like, no, I want to go to college. I want to have a life. Um, and so then um, her and Bailey go on this crazy road trip. It has very fun adventures, different twists in this movie. And not every part is very happy, I'll say that. There's some uh, good synergy and moments where you feel like they're really getting along and reconnecting and rekindling the relationship. And then you think like, wow, somebody was being fake this whole time and this is not going to end the way I thought it would. So that is that, me- that is that movie with a message about honesty and truth. You know, and I think it's also important because um, Bailey is uh, a lesbian. So I think it's cool that it has some LGBTQ youth representation in this movie as well so that all young people on the spectrum can enjoy it. 
And so this got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was released September 10th of this year. So you should definitely stream that. Those are my picks this week. Taj, you let them know what yours are. For these three, I feel like these are ones that I gravitated to more so as a child. Okay. Um, and that are still classics today. Um, Love it. I'm going to just start off with Holes, going straight in. Um, I Oh, digging. <laughs> What am I? What am I doing? Digging up, <laughs> digging up the hole. She was digging up the hole. <laughs> the air. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, this is why we can't have a we can't have a a, a video podcast. A lot of video. Um, I know we shouldn't. We should never we, show our faces. Where you guys that? just don't want to see. Um, it's all good. Um, maybe one day, just just for laughs, you guys will be able yeah. to see the shenanigans. <laughs> um. But yeah, Holes is, is so good. Um, it's still, you know, our generation to this day just love, love, loves the the cast of Holes and yeah. just the story and the exploration of friendship. And so if you're not familiar, um, Holes actually came out in 2003. Oh. And basically, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm yes. old. Old. <laughs> That's Anyways. <sad. laughs> A boy is wrongfully sent to a brutal camp where the camp warden and her staff force the children in their care to mysteriously dig holes all day long in the desert. Slavery. Anyways, their rehabilitation is questioned as they think something sinister is involved. Um, So this film was directed by Andrew Davis. It did 71.4 million at the box office, which is amazing. Um, And I feel like just... Even the movie poster alone is so encapsulating. Like, what are y'all looking at? Like, y'all looking at the audience because the way the poster is, is they looking down. But if you looking at the movie poster, they looking at you. Ooh. So it's like it's Wait so it's so engaging. Literally, look it up right now. Like, it's so engaging. The big bright colors, you know, orange, yeah. obviously because they're wearing these jumpsuits. Big bold text. Um, it's just a very. I feel like this film. I can't even describe how how it made me feel and kind of how I still think about it today in terms of what they do with the story and how how it played out and I'm so happy um that it's still it's out on Disney Plus today so yeah they took it off Netflix (laughs) yeah yeah and and I missed it it's only on Disney Plus yeah I'm gonna have to borrow somebody's password but it just um (laughs) it's so good um I I think they just did a beautiful job um with just you know talk about Sigourney Weaver um, talk yeah. about Tim Blake Nelson, um, and of course Shia LaBeouf, like beautiful job. Um, I really do want to talk about Cleo Thomas though, because I feel like seeing, you know, this young black boy, um, in this role, <laughs> just like, you know, like tagging along, like annoying little brother. Um, I just want to hear love... a funny story about Cleo Thomas though. Oh, please. So he is known for like shading, um, people that like try and step to him on social media it's so funny like he told this one girl blend your eyeshadow before you talk to me it was so funny <laughs> i've seen so many like yeah like his stuff i only know this because like he was trying to highlight my sister once in the dms um <laughs> so that's another story um because you know i'd be knowing um and i'm so about yeah. to get into it look i'm about to get into i'm gonna I'm get into where they are now i'm gonna I'm get into that because he uh yeah <laughs> Not where they are now. Yes. Yes. Because these child actors, I mean, I feel like you see them in such an innocent light, you know, in these roles. You know, they make you laugh. They make you cry. 
in this yeah. film, we, you know, we get to explore his character Zero uh-huh. and just um, seeing, you know, we have empathy for them working in this desert. It's hella hot. You know, they got these jumpsuits on, you yeah. know, where are y'all digging? What are you digging for? You know, um, and talking about the, um, the, the familial element. Um, I feel like this is, this is what Cleo is known for till today is like, oh, you're zero, you know? And so I feel like a lot of films, you know, as a child actor, you get, even if you stop acting years later, you get put on the map for one project that carries you. If the story is just so deep enough that it just carries you throughout life. And I feel like it's just so beautiful to have a staple project like that um, to where it kind of has those, you know, career beginnings um, and has that um, just that is the catalyst for the success in your um, career. Um, And so um, also holes is based off of it, it's a book as well if y'all weren't familiar um and so i i just i love i've just been reading about like you know the physical conditioning that they had to do um for this you know he said you know we had to climb rope dig holes run go hiking do sit-ups and push-ups so that they were you know physically fit to under withstand like we're literally going to be filming in the desert and so Mm-hmm. Um, it was literally just like when he said, when you were in a hole, we literally could only be in there 20 minutes at a time. Um, and so I just love, um, like reading about the process of like being in the, the film and like also, um, just, um, seeing him in this role and, um, the, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, his role in Friday after next, the way that he's just like an annoying pest and just, just <laughs> getting on people's nerves and then runs away, you know, just like so <laughs> so funny um and roll bounce too i just i loved i loved seeing his uh his characters um in these uh these films and i i really appreciated the the comedic relief that he is um even though it's like he's not you know his character is not quirky in that sense of like oh i'm trying to be funny he just is and so i just love that um he now you know he he's also a, a musician so he got into um, he got more involved with music as time went on, mm-hmm. um, working with Bow Wow and other people. He got that so, Leon um, Thomas blessing. Look, look. <laughs> we love Leon. Leon. I love him. You know, he was like I, the first like, child him. actor I met in LA when I first moved here. I met him at really? first once. Um, oh, oh my gosh. I love Leon. Oh. Shout out to, okay, I'm sorry. Shout out to, shout out to Leon Thomas. <laughs> but no, for real, the, just, you know, being able to have, you know, be multifaceted, I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, and so now he, you know, he has his own brand called Slick Living. He um, is, he's an influencer, very popular on social media. He'd be a little bit out of pocket with these comments, with the, he, he'd be a little, he, he's just very friendly. He's always <laughs> letting women know that he appreciates them and how they look to blend her eyeshadow though i was like okay (laughs) just don't upset the man he he just he has time he has time that's that's just it he got time on his hands like a mary j blige song (laughs) he loves he loves the social media mess so don't be surprised if he replies to you he loves engaging with people um and so yeah definitely check him out over in social media land um yeah man i want to also talk about bug hall because like how can you just steal our hearts as alfalfa like that you know (laughs) like how can you how can you just come in with your 
with your slicked piece of hair sitting above your head as a kid. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. I just so appreciated it. Like, um, his full name is Brandon. Um, but he, you know, is best known for, for that role in the little rascals. And I think that, you know, the little rascals is a great, it's just so fun. Um, it's so fun. And it's so, I feel like there wasn't as many like child films like, like this one, like it just, you know, come on gang. Like, I feel like it was just so unique. They all were super yeah. strong. I just know those rehearsals were so fun. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the movie poster where they did the the comparison of the movie poster with all of them as little kids and then all of them as adults um, on the front. Um, I just, I love that so much. Um, and so it highlights, oh my gosh, it's so cute. Um, it highlights uh, mischievous youngsters, Spanky and Buckwheat, um, as they lead an anti-girl organization and so they pick out their buddy Alfalfa to represent them in an all-important soapbox car rally. So when um, the boys then uh, find their driver canoodling with their schoolmate, Darla, <laughs> they decide they must break up the couple. Unfortunately, uh, while Spanky and his pals are busy meddling in Alfalfa's affairs, their prized race car is nabbed by two young toughs. So it's super, it's just a lot going on in the story. And I just appreciated every corner. I think it's just a timeless classic. um, And it just, you know, they steal our hearts so well. This is released in 94. Um, Wow. Directed by Penelope Spiris and also story by Penelope as well, along with some other writers. Um, I just, my gosh, Little Rascals slash Our Gang, you know. (laughs) Because the 1922, um, you know, it's like a series of comedic short films. So kind of going off of going off of that, um, I think that they did a beautiful job with this. Um, I wasn't pleased to see the reviews. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 23%. Uh Like, what are you talking about? Yes. I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 23%. IMDb gave it a 6.3 out of 10 um, unlike Holes, you know, Holes got 78% um, on Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh-huh. I feel like, I feel like it was just super fun. Um, I don't know if people didn't like the, how everything was, uh, you know, juxtaposed or just what, you know, I don't know how everything was. Um, but I, I really love slapstick comedy. I, I just love just being able to laugh. And I feel like they just did a beautiful job of capturing um, our hearts and just telling this story and, you know, and teaching little boys and little girls how to love each other. Aww. I think it was great. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> where they are now, Bug Hall uh, actually just recently got arrested. <laughs> and oh, man. I'm super sad that they put his his child, his alfalfa photo, cast photo, Aww. next to his mugshot. I am done. No. I am so done. Okay. I mean, you know, as as a child actor, you go through a lot of stress. Yeah. Being in the industry from that young, there's a lot when they get to adulthood, they deal with a lot of different issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to get into that when I talk about the next film. But, um, you know, he was, um, <laughs> oh, my gosh, he was seen, you know, he was charged with a misdemeanor possession um, mm-hmm. for for use of, you know, to inhale a, a volatile chemical. Um, because he was, you know, seen huffing air duster cans. <laughs> so 
he yeah just so sad to see the side by side but I hope that he's doing better um, oh lord yeah. yeah it's just like you know you're like how do you go from this to this but it's like life is yeah. so so short but so long you know he's actually had other roles in between obviously after um the little rascals into adulthood and so um I don't know how how he got there but um yeah I appreciated his um that character as well as in the other you know the other um films that he was in as well and just um you know, growing up and seeing if they keep up with acting, who's, you know, in CSI Miami and stuff like that. So seeing like where, how they kind of, you know, people, people get, people feel a type of way when child actors grow up and then like they go into another role that may be a little bit more free or promiscuous or just it talks about different topics that pertain to adults. And like, right. I'm just right. like, they have to grow up at some point. So mm-hmm. um, it's very interesting, but I'm I'm happy that he was able to do some projects after that one. Um, the last one is probably one of my favorite films as a kid, period. Um, released in 96, Matilda. Um, love, Aww, it. love it. Love it, love it, love it. One of Danny DeVito's projects. Oh, my gosh. Matilda. <laughs> Danny DeVito, heart. I love your work. <laughs> mean girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get out of here. <laughs> Oh my gosh she just did a, a wonderful job like yeah. i mean this uh, beetle beetlejuice gives me also like matilda energy mm-hmm. um just oh my gosh like the fantastical world like yeah. oh my gosh i'm so entranced you guys can actually watch this on hulu um starring um mara wilson and mara so, was like so like mature of like being able to tap into those emotions at that age it's so good it was kind of like you know river phoenix may he rest in peace he was excellent at that stand by me always had me emotional but so, uh, so powerful so good mm-hmm. so good to be able to be that poised mm-hmm. and to be you're a child character but you have your character mm-hmm. is very articulate and you have to deliver your lines like you're a big girl because I'm a big girl like I just love yeah. I love it so much um yeah. I actually I have the book as well in my childhood books inventory like I was just such a big Matilda fan I used to watch this movie all the time Wait, in Ventura in Ventura what did you say you said in Ventura th- or no, I said I have this book in my my um my childhood books inventory. Chelsea went. My life is a lie. <laughs> Ventura. I was like Ventura. <laughs> in the bay. Never mind. Never mind. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> I'm talking way too fast, anyways. So I have Matilda in my children's books inventory, um, and. Ooh, this film, I used to be so scared of Miss Trunchbull. Like, I used to be so scared as a child. Oh I used to be God. sitting back on the couch. Um, <laughs> I mean, what is up with, the, like, also in Holes too? like, what is up with the older mean women, like, yeah. being so harsh to these these kids? Like, why is that well, just I the running of, theme? Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I think of Nanny McPhee as well, if you remember that one. Oh, my God. I remember oh, how yeah. terrifying Nanny McPhee used to be? And although she's she's better at the end, like, terrifying. <laughs> So terrifying. It's just so scary. Oh my gosh. She's you worse really than the little kids like, like trying to cook their sister in the beginning. <laughs> when Emma Thompson comes in there like with that wart on her nose. 
I can't with that. Movie. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I have to watch oh, all these again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just have. I'm gonna you still be scared. To. I'm gonna have my blanket cake. over my eyes. Finish the cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And he's just like so dumb. I hate that so much. Oh my gosh! I mean, oh my gosh! When she was eating that chocolate. Okay, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, Matilda, just, oh my gosh, you guys have to have to know um, that this is a film adaptation. Yeah. Um, and um, I just, I'm so glad I have the book. But um, so she's a gifted girl forced to put up with a crude, distant father who is played by Danny DeVito um, and mother played by Rhea Perlman. And um, worse, Agatha Trunchbull played by Pam Ferris. The evil principal at Matilda's school is a terrifi- um, terrifyingly strict bully. Yes, she is a bully. Yes, she is. Um, however, when Matilda realizes she has the power of telekinesis, power of moving things with your brain, Ooh. she begins to defend her friends from Trunchbull's wrath and fight back against her unkind parents. So I think I just, I love the fact that like seeing kids stick up for themselves, like even when this, you know, we're told to respect our elders, which is essentially like hands down, yes. But when it comes to disrespect, mm-hmm. I was just so happy that she, you know, gave people a taste of their own medicine and just was really like, you know, it, it taught kids like it's okay to be different, you know, mm-hmm. never be afraid to stick up for yourself. Um, and I just think this story is super sweet. Um, and Mara just did a fantastic job. It has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, which is okay. But um, I'm so happy that it's on Hulu so we can all watch it over and over again. Um, I, I went down the rabbit hole just a little bit. Um, and I, mm-hmm. you know, was able to, like, really listen to Mara about her experience growing up as a child actor mm-hmm. and her struggling with that body dysmorphia as she was going through adolescence in front of, you know, everybody. You're going through adolescence literally with crew members around you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so weird and so confusing as a kid. And I feel like um, even in the other films that she was in after this, um, you know, she talks about navigating and how she had to, you know, just kind of adjust. And then she got into writing um, as as she grew up. Um, She's 33 now. Um, But she also wrote a book, Where Am I Now? True Stories of Girlhood and Accidental Fame. That's awesome. Continuing our conversation, Amanda, what would you say is your favorite movie starring a child actor and why? Okay, I was thinking about this. Yes. And I was like, as a kid, I mean, I loved I loved a good Home Alone. But I was like, I don't know if that's my favorite. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about it and I'm like, has there been a movie recently where there was a child actor that really killed it and just I was obsessed with and I'm like oh yes of course now I know this movie is uh very controversial mm-hmm. um yeah. but Jojo Rabbit specifically oh. my lovely Roman Griffin Davis, Davis. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen it but his- I have you seen Jojo Rabbit I haven't. It's in my watch list. I haven't seen it. It's in my watch list. Like, it's there because I have HBO, but I mean, I should probably watch it. HBO is killing it, man. They really really are. Um, If you, I'll just give a quick, this is what Jojo Rabbit is. It's directed by Taika Waititi, my favorite. Um, And it's a story about a boy in World War II who lives in Germany. 
um, around the time of Hitler's reign, um, towards the end specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's this story about this little boy whose name is Jojo. um, And it's crazy because his imaginary friend is Hitler. Um, he, he, wow. yeah. So he, uh, grew up just falling in love with Hitler and wanting to be a part of the Hitler youth. Um, his mother is, I'm not going to give the plot away, but his mom is kind of like, okay, Jojo, we'll see. <laughs> Long story short, that's Scarlett Johansson. Um, Taika plays Hitler, <laughs> which is wild because he is a Jewish man from New Zealand. So that's hysterical way to put yourself in a role Uh oh my gosh that's amazing Um, but roman is he was nominated for a golden globe against leonardo um all the heavy hitters of last year so if that doesn't tell you anything i don't know what does um but this little boy he was so precious in interviews taiko was talking about how he walked in um to the audition and just was a ball of energy and was the character um, now, essentially, you follow the role of Jojo throughout the movie, um, in which he starts to see uh, Hitler and the German situation um, for what it really is, uh, which is so fascinating because you follow also through his lens, not anyone else's lens. Mm. So the whole movie is kind of in a child's perspective, um, which is wild because it's kind of a really heavy topic. <laughs> um, yeah. But this, you please watch it. This little boy just captures such maturity, kind of like we were talking with Matilda. He captures such a <laughs> mature presence, which is unique while also having that little boy energy and enthusiasm. Um, he just, he's a joy to watch. Um, in his interviews, he's just kind of like, yeah, that was fun. It was really cool being a part of this, you know, so he's just, he's, I'm going to show you a photo. If you don't, if you don't know, he looks like, please look him up. He's okay. the sweetest looking little boy even. Let's see. Come on, focus. Please. Oh my look at God. Um, so look at his hair. <laughs> um, but please, 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 please watch um, another quick movie that I love from my childhood. Uh, it was the yeah. Cheetah Girls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Come on. A more notable movie, I'm sure. But um, Cheetah Girls. I could talk about it forever. We but. are sisters. Exactly. We stand together. Yes. Uh, Come on now. <laughs> I'm just ready for the I love the Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls. She's ready for this. Come She's on. So ready. One world. Like every, just everything. Everything I love. I mean, which one is yeah. your because I feel like I mean the original, I mean, obviously, number one is always I mean, gonna be, you know, near and dear to your heart. Yeah. The original I feel like people like, like number really, two. Really good. One and two are good. Cheetah Girls Barcelona or what a, what was it called? Is it Barcelona? Barcelona, I think I think so. The second one. The yeah. Second. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's number yeah, yeah. two. Two, uh-huh. It was seeing yeah. them, like, walk down the Spanish stairs with their, like, cool little <laughs> space hats. <laughs> you know what I'm talking And then, like, Raven's hair, like, curled up like that. Yeah, that was, like, that was good. Oh, my uh, gosh. Chef's kiss. Well, yeah, that was good. I love it. I really love the Cinderella <laughs> song they did, though, for the talent show audition. Oh, my God. Yes. As a little girl, I loved Looking up all at the camera. that. The kids spinning. <laughs> oh my god! Back then, though, that was like the golden era of music videos. Because oh, cinem- yes. it was like a movie. Like the music, it was like, mm-hmm. come on now, everybody's cinematography. 
I don't want to be like Cinderella spinning. sitting in a dark, cold, dusty cellar. I said, yes, come on. They were preaching. They were preaching. Okay. The serve. I don't care what anybody says. They were serving. Man, I had no business. I had no business <laughs> talking about waiting for somebody to come rescue me at that age. Though. I had no business. No business. Girl, I was seven. What was I talking about? No business. I I what, I do you even business. know what love is? You don't know what love do you is. Even know you know what? what? Oh my god! Like Cinderella. Mm, mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> That's all that I did. Cinderella was basic, y'all, except for Brandy. We love you, girl. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> we love Brandy. That's the only we Cinderella we acknowledge in this household. I love Brandy. You know something <laughs> funny? I've never seen the original. <laughs> <laughs> he said only brandy first. i've only seen the brandy version oh I've my never gosh seen it. i don't bibbity so bobbity who don't know it. who that is never seen it and the whitney we can't forget whitney <laughs> whitney has a very got because okay my parents they literally got the vhs that's the one they put in front of me i never even knew there was another one so i was like what i was confused mm-hmm. i was like chelsea actually put me on yeah because you never chelsea saw it and tabitha i had never i didn't grow up watching that yeah that version. Um, but also, I never saw the 2015 rendition either, um, because why would I even do that? Mm. But I feel like there's just so many different versions of one film. But I feel like Cinderella yeah. is just we just we just acknowledge Brandy. Oh, for sure. Whitney Houston See, was her actual babysitting you know, godmother. Once. So yeah, I was babysitting once, and then I tried to put that Cinderella on, and she was talking about the baby that I was watching. Where's the Cinderella? She was talking about the 2015 one which we ended up watching instead. Cause she's all like, why is Cinderella black? And I was like, uh, uh-uh. why is Cinderella white? I was. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Wait a why, minute. Why can't she be black? <laughs> but why is she white? Come on now. Come on. I was, con- I was confused. You're confusing me. No, seriously. That- <laughs> you know what? I will say I like as somebody who's randomly in the princess communities, I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of princess companies put out, uh, that Cinderella. I, there's oh. options to have black Cinderellas, and I, I think that. that is it. Oh, period. If it's you don't have that option, <laughs> I would yell. I'd be like, "Where's Brandy? Come on now, five-year-old me. Seriously, we need that for sure. Mom, where's and- Brandy? <laughs> Love that. And my other question is: they need to put it on um, Disney Plus. They need to put it on Disney Plus for sure. It's not. I don't think it is. Not the one with Brandy. They so. said it's not. It's not on. It's not on Disney Rogers Plus or Netflix. Rogers and Hammerstein's. I don't think it is. It should be. Done. It's not. It's stuck. I don't like it. Yeah, it's know. probably not Disney. Mm-mm. Yeah. I know it's okay. And- we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. It's fine. Um, Instead, I'm already writing the letter. <laughs> write it. Please write it. I love that. Uh, why do you think child actors have a greater insight with audiences of all ages? I think whenever we see children on our screens we see a sense of we see a sense of honesty that we maybe don't see with a lot of adults Mm. I think whenever like think of a classic Meryl Streep or like a Daniel Day-Lewis or like the known really big actors right yeah you see them and you say okay I love what she did with the role I love what he did with the role that was so they brought such life to it and then you watch a child and for some reason you're like, wow, that's them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no acting here. Like that's really that child, unless there is acting and then you'll be like, wait, what's going on? But I, right. I do think, <laughs> I do think just like in terms of my experience and in terms of my audience viewing experience, whenever I see kids, I'm able to be in that story. And I think why stories mm. like Matilda, like the Cheetah Girls, like all of that, we see ourselves in those children 
and we see us at that age and at that time and we're able to say wow like how pure almost which is wild but like it really is like these kids are just growing up in this and they're doing what they know and that's honest um so tis my analysis I love that I love that it's all about honesty for sure Mm -hmm. I love that yeah I mean kids you know they don't have a filter so I feel like it's just like I'm telling you about yourself just in general, like, you know, I always see on Twitter how they, they put those memes and just about how, you know, a kid will just randomly walk up to you and stare at you and you're like, hello. And then it's like, they just stare at you. They don't say anything. And then they yeah. just, they just say something like, you know, they're like, your hat's crooked. And it's like, thank you for that. <laughs> um, and then they just walk away. And it's just so pure. And I think it's just something so, just so pure about just being unfiltered. Um, I love it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, to ask you, um, you know, as a, as an actress, you know, we've studied alongside each other in a small capacity. Um, and so I wanted to know, you know, we talked about kind of like, you know, child actors and then like growing up and, and just the, all of the in-between, mm-hmm. what would you, you know, what piece of advice would you give for, um, seven-year-old Amanda? Um, some words of wisdom, um, whether it's pertaining to you as, as a as an actress when when you're little, or just in general being a youth that young, um, seven year old Amanda, what would you what would you tell her today? I think I would tell her just because you look different or just because you are different doesn't mean you can't do it. Mm. Um, mm, that's good. I think yeah. when I was little. Um, I'm sure you both can relate. It's difficult seeing a lot of people that look like you. Mm. Um, I think back on what I watched as a kid and I was like, how many women were Hispanic plus size women? I honestly couldn't tell you. And now I'm like, I see America Ferreira and I see Ugly Betty Mm -hmm. and I see Jane the Virgin and we see that, right? But there's still so much work to be done for all ethnicities and all are wonderful mm-hmm. people of color. Um, but I think just, that's why I love what you both are doing. That's why I love what my friends are doing because it's like, you're really paving the way for other little kids that maybe don't see people that look like them. And um, I think it's just mm-hmm. that thing of like, you can do it, you're capable of it. You might have to work a little harder, but if you want it, you're going to get there. You know? Definitely, yeah. hands down. Yeah, I think that's so that's so spot on. I think, you know, we're definitely setting it up for the people who are coming behind us, but also we're influencing those who have already come before us and kind of, you know, coming in kind of correcting, but kind of challenging Mm -hmm. and trying to tell fresh stories and trying to get people to um, step out of what we have traditionally been doing, Mm -hmm. Um, whether harmful or not, you know, just to be just to be fresh and be different and kind of, you know, stray from the normalcy of of storytelling that is uh, marginalized people traditionally. So everything you just said was so spot on. Um, on that same note, how do you, um, how do you in your everyday life or just <laughs> in general, how do you, um, Amanda, keep the child alive in you? Oh man, I think it's doing what I'm genuinely like very passionate about. I think for me, it's singing. Um, I just like, 
love it. And when I sing, I feel like little me who is singing to her teddy bears in my room, which I'm still in. Um, But like, it's just that thing of when you're doing something you love, you're Mm -hmm. able to just like Mm -hmm. fly. Even if like we're saying you're in your bed and you're just like humming a tune, you know? So I Mm -hmm. think (laughs) 21 year old Amanda keeps her inner child alive by certainly like continuing to sing and continuing to sing things that just make me happy not because I have to right right mm-hmm. I love that music is universal it's a universal language thousand yeah. percent thousand yeah percent. I love seriously that. making your soul fly uh, I'll never forget one of my um was it my English teacher I don't remember but in high school I just remember reading something about like you know when you have a birthday it's like yeah I just turned no, I'll, I'll turn 23 in a couple months. So it's like, oh, yeah, I just turned 23, but I'm also still 22. I'm also still 15. I'm still seven. I'm still four. You know, like, it just, you know, all of our ages are still a part mm-hmm. of us. And I just, I love looking at pictures of younger me and just talking to her and being like, I promised you we was going to make it. I oh, said yeah. we were going to do X, I feel y, like Z. you have to I be doing that. connected to your inner child just when you are acting yeah. or when you're singing, when you're doing whatever, like having that little bit of imagination for sure. And be like, not so hard on yourself. Cause I think sometimes you go through those waves where it's like, man, did I forget about her? I'm so sorry. I wish I could apologize to her. Like I let her down. Like she saw me doing so much mm-hmm. more doing whatever, you know, at, mm-hmm. at this age, you can't put like a time stamp or time limit on, certain things Mm -hmm. and I think it's okay to forgive yourself for your who you were in your past and things like that because life Mm -hmm. you know be so different and so unpredictable but that's what makes it fun so yeah yeah I wanted to be a butterfly catcher when I when I was little and now (laughs) I'm not so it's totally fine you know what but you could be if you wrote it (laughs) you know let's go Let's go. I'll write it. That's so cute. You do it if you want. (laughs) I'll get all of my old writings um, from childhood and just my handwriting was so bad. Um, But just I'll compile all of them and I'll I'll, I'll make it. Yeah, you could. My mom found a little script that I wrote when I was a little girl, which now I look at and I'm like, that's a fan fiction of The Lion King, Amanda. But I wrote a theatrical production of The Lion King. Wow. Oh, my God. And now I look at that and I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) You you knew you knew where you were going. Yeah. So happy. So happy for for where you're headed. Exciting stuff. Who we are as kids is who we are as adults. Exciting. You know? And Lion King is a classic. It's a classic. So, it's a classic. You know, already. Yeah. Stream Black is King on Disney Plus. Um. <laughs> <laughs> do it immediately. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored. Just do it anyway. Um, yeah, I just thought I had to say that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, though, Amanda. We really appreciate you. This is awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This yes. Is really this is awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next week. We're discussing your favorite neighborhood film professors are talking about, you know, the bulletin of what you should watch and what you should definitely avoid. If you trust our opinion, which I'm sure you do after listening to us for over 40 episodes, hip, hip, hooray, seriously, <laughs> then you're yes. going to enjoy our watch or swatch special. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so fun. Feel free to follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop. Follow us on Instagram at Shea Butter Popcorn. 
or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow me at Tajiana Okechuku on Instagram or uh, at Tajiana Tweets on Twitter. Thank yes. you so much. Yeah. For tuning in. Amanda. You can follow me on Instagram at Amanda Dayhoff and see ridiculously saturated things. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh my goodness. They're going to do it anyways. They're going to click that follow button. Oh yeah, for sure. And also you can see the correct spelling, all of that fun stuff on the flyer that we have made specifically for Miss Amanda Dayhoff yes. on our Instagram page. So you know, like, comment, subscribe, share this episode. Come on, y'all. Do it. Put some yeah. notifications. Come on. What Taj said. But we need the audience to follow the account. Why aren't you doing it already? Thanks for the <laughs> likes and retweets. Why are you now still here? Follow. Press follow. <laughs> what did you say a couple weeks ago? We need the continuous support. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep up the support we need we need <laughs> the customers to engage with the business <laughs> i'm stopping come on now <laughs> so i just like i'm not doing this for my health anyway um <laughs> i just have issues i appreciate okay. talking up with the shenanigans yes thank you guys for rocking with us and going with us we, we know it's wild but it's fun it's fun just getting a little bit childish here. Right? I know. It's fine. You know, it's the holidays. It's the fourth. It's fine. We're having fun. We have two episodes left, y'all. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Season finale. So, what? Okay. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Oh, my God. Well, I'll see you all next week. All right. Peace.